This podcast is brought to you by Likeable Media. Likeable Media produces and distributes content across the social web for mid to large size brands. Visit them at likeable.com. Welcome to All the Social Ladies with CEO of Likeable Media, Carrie Kerpin. Now, Carrie Kerpin. Serena Bahad was living in New York City in her own apartment, making a ton of money feeling really, really proud after having set these incredible success metrics for herself. And yet she felt a greater calling. As a citizen of the world who speaks five languages, Serena wanted to do more and be a passionate advocate for diversity in the tech industry. She then founded the Women in Tech channel on Snapchat and Instagram. You'll hear all about it and how she is doing incredible work to help highlight brilliant women in our industry. Take a listen. Welcome, Serena, to the show. Thank you so much. Great to be here. I'm so excited to have you here. Where are you physically right now? I'm in the U.S. I'm in New Orleans. I was at the Collision Conference, which just wrapped up. Wonderful, wonderful. I know you are considered a citizen of the world, so I thought I would ask where in the world you were today because you have such an (laughs) amazing story in general, which I'd love, I'd love to hear actually. Tell me from the start, your story of your career and how you got to where you are today. Sure. So I was born in London, but I've lived most of my life in the U.S. I moved when I was 11 years old. I actually moved two months after 9-11, which is its own journey in and of itself. But I moved to Miami, Florida. I went to high school there, university there. My degree is in finance and art history. So I've always been drawn to the creative spaces, but I'm very much a business mind. And right after university, my first job was in advertising. I worked at the ad agency, Crispin Porter and Bogusky. I was on the Burger King account, which was wonderful because Burger King's headquarters are actually in Miami. So I got a lot of client FaceTime from a very early age. Wow. And Miami is wonderful, but it's not exactly a tech center. And I wanted to get into the pulse point of where, you know, the tech scene was booming. And so San Francisco was calling my name. I did a program called Semester at Sea, where I traveled around the world. I circumnavigated the world. Um, And when I came back, that was when I decided to make the move. My first in with technology, I worked at a few ad tech startups. I was at ShareThrough, which works in viral video. And then I wanted to get some mobile experience. So I moved over to Graystripe, which got acquired by ValueClick. And as much as I love advertising, I've, I've always been interested in helping developer communities and make an impact in diversity, which is so important for me to see. Uh, so I went to a startup called Grub With Us, which was a social dining app. And you would go to the website, there's all these different themes of dinners, people who are new to LA, people who love to surf, etc. You sign up for the dinner, you pay for the dinner. And then when you show up, you're essentially having dinner with strangers. And I learned a lot about just how people can be from different parts. People can never have 
met, but there's always uh, there's always a tie in which connects people, you know, where we all have so much in common if we if we choose to dig. Then from there, I worked at a company called Angel Hack. We would organize large hackathons, coding competitions. And we were a bootstrap team. I was responsible for locking in our sponsors for our global events. And as much as I love San Francisco, the more and more time I spent there and the deeper I got into the tech community, I noticed that it, it wasn't that diverse. And I, I needed to be in an environment where I was with people from both different backgrounds, culturally, ethnically, but also industry-wise. And that's where the pull of the move to New York happened. And that's where I'm based now. And before I started Women in Tech, I was working at Dev Bootcamp, which is the world's first coding school. So people who are coming from all types of backgrounds who want to become software developers go through this program. And my role was to help connect them with job opportunities after they'd graduated. And Dev Bootcamp got bought out by Kaplan, right? A large, a large company. So when I wanted to take on projects outside of my role, it always took a long time to mm. approve. And I, I wanted to launch the uh, Dev Bootcamp Snapchat channel to give a sort of, given my background in advertising, to give this storyline of those who are interested in what a, a developer bootcamp is, they can follow that journey, right? Uh, and the live element just, just got the Kaplan folks a little nervous. And so I, I, that's when I started working outside um, and I wanted to see how can I have impact in this. So I started with the Women in Tech channel out of a need, right? Dis with, with Snapchat, discovery is very difficult, if not impossible. You either add people you already know that are a part of your network, but you can't really search under any tag right. or anything. Right. So it started very simply as a Facebook post, actually, saying, hey, ladies, I would love to connect with other women in tech who are actively storytelling their hustle on Snapchat. Where are you? And women started tagging other women. And then I found the, that the name was available. And then I wrote a medium post on what this could grow to be. And the post went viral. It was shared time and time again. And the momentum from that, from that made me realize, I need to give this my attention. I'm not sure what this will grow into, but this, this, this needs, this, this makes me happy. This is what like aligns with my inner purpose. And so I quit my job at Dev Bootcamp and I've been at this. It's been about a year, actually. The, it will be on May 23rd is when it will be a year that the channel has been live. And just two weeks ago, we won the best Snapchat account of the year at the Shorty Awards, it's which is a big win for us. Huge. Especially since, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Especially since all the other nominees are entertainment and celebrity, those, those type of accounts. We're the only one that is social good and education focused. So for me, for our team, and just for us as people of the world, this, is, this shows a change of the times, which is really exciting. If you had to explain to somebody who's not yet yeah. following or connected with women in tech on mm -hmm. Snapchat, tell me a little bit about the stories that you curate, the stories you create mm -hmm. and curate, and, and how it works. What, what can we find there when you go to women in tech? So the way the channel works, Monday through Friday, every day, a different woman in technology, founder, investor, developer, designer, takes over the channel and shows us a day in the life. So we actually have different themes also that are being implemented. So every Friday is Founder Fridays. So you can add, we also have women in tech on Instagram. We're live both on Instagram and Snapchat. And the massive reason we focused on this social side is 
just think about the amount of hours that young girls, right, age 13 to 18 are spending on Snapchat and Instagram. And the kind of content that's promoted to these girls is typically fashion, gossip, makeup, celebrity. It's, it's not exactly inspiring content. And we want to show more of that into that social web sphere. So the website is womenintechsnap.com. Women reach out via there to do takeovers. We slot them in and it's a range. We could, you know, from the founder, investor, women that have been in the industry for a decade, if not more, to those that are in high school and they're taking their first computer science class and they're telling us what they love about it. And to see that range is really beautiful. I know you talked about how the article went viral and a few things, but how do you continue to build over time when the discovery platform on Snapchat is so challenging? Are you continuing to grow and is it mostly through word of mouth? Yes, we're really lucky that it has the built-in growth element since every time a woman does a takeover, she shares via her channels. Hey ladies, I'll be doing a takeover on this channel screenshot here. Every weekend we do a call out if people want to want to nominate women to do takeovers or apply themselves, they can do that via the website. But it is very, it's been organically grown, which is so awesome because it shows that people want this and they're craving this and they're, they're true supporters of this community. That is really, really impressive and exciting. I love the concept. And, you know, people, we have a lot of people who work at brands and are listening to this too. I mm-hmm. think that the concept of recognizing people and having people do takeovers and if if you have, you know, the ability to do that and then having them promoted on their channels is such an incredible organic method of growth. Yes. People want to share this with their networks. They want this to be a resource. A lot of women who have done takeovers have said, you know, I wish this was around when I was younger. If I'd known that these these breadth of opportunities were available to me younger, maybe I would have entered the tech industry much earlier in, in my career path. So Serena, are brands now seeing the channel as they would a typical influencer? Is it considered an influencer channel when brands are looking to reach women in tech? Yes, most definitely. And so that is that ultimately like the monetization model of what you're doing in terms of are do you act as an influencer in that way? Do you run ads on the platform and do things like that? Sponsored posts and such? I I don't. I don't. The the ad the revenue portion is completely separate. I do a okay. lot of consulting separately. My network is a lot of software developers given my time with Dev Bootcamp and Angel Hack. So I help yeah. companies when they're but that that isn't something I want to grow into. I don't. That's just something I'm doing now to keep this momentum. I'm still figuring out what that looks like. And that's important to me. I'm being very gentle with myself on this journey. I, I'm also a yoga teacher. I, I travel a lot. And I'm at Collision this this week right now in New Orleans. And I'm making sure that I'm active in a lot of those sort of conference circuits, making sure that our women in tech presence is at different meetups and people are aware of this community. I, I do want to do more work in, in building a mentorship platform because we do get so many questions via the channel when women are doing takeovers that, you know, people are looking for advice with those sticky situations that do come up, do happen as a woman in tech, you know, say you've been at a company for several years, you haven't had a raise. How do you bring that up? If you deal with sexism and, it's, it's, it's directly with your manager. How do you noodle through that tension point? So I think, I think there's a missing part of, of mentorship that's needed. 
so that that's something I'm I'm doing more research on. Ooh, that sounds really, really exciting. So building, <laughs> building that come, channel. More to, more to come. And so right now yes. you're primarily on Snapchat and Instagram, right? Yes. And are there, are you yes. looking at other channels or do you feel like for now those are the right ones to be in? So we are, we are active on other channels. Snapchat and Instagram are our main ones for storytelling. We, you, we're using Vimeo to upload all our past takeovers. Vimeo is great because it allows us to post in vertical video since all Snapchats are done in that way. Eventually, we have already secured our YouTube channel. YouTube is where I'd like to start producing deeper, richer, and uh, higher quality content. I'm envisioning sort of uh, TV shows. We're, tre- we're treating this as a, as a media channel. So imagine the month of June, every Tuesday at 5 p.m., join Janet for a 20-minute uh, lesson. And by the end of that month, you'll know how to use InDesign or you'll know how to have a clickable website or sort of module a learning platform. So yeah, we're, we're starting out our main storytelling platforms are on Instagram and Snapchat, but definitely open to that growth. This is really exciting. And Serena, I know <laughs> you do, you see a lot of you on women in tech too, which is so great because you feel like you really get to know you. It was interesting when you came on the show, I'm like, Oh, of course I know Serena, but I, even though we haven't met in person, I really feel like I know you from watching a lot of the women in tech stuff. How often uh, are there takeovers? Are there a few times a week or is it, is it um, random or is it scheduled in terms of like number of takeovers per week? Oh, for sure. It's definitely scheduled Monday through Friday. There is always a, a new badass woman in tech hopping on, telling us her story. And then I hop on on the weekends to firstly introduce new women who have joined the community. We always get a bunch of new ads throughout the week as women are doing takeovers uh, to introduce what the channel is, to give a call out to those that are interested in doing a takeover or would like to nominate someone. And also just to give that personal touch, right? To say, hey, this is what I'm working on. And, and also to open it up to if people have ideas of, of how we can collaborate, of how we can partner on ideas on how this can grow. Because this, this isn't like my thing. This isn't my company. This is very much a squad effort. This is something that is important overall, both for, for people to have better experiences in their, in their teams at work and to have better products. Diversity is important on, on so many levels. And so that leads me to my next question. Do you maintain your own personal profiles? And if so, do you find yourself uh, focusing more on the women in tech profiles because they're obviously the priority, they're game changing Mm. and a huge deal. Does it pull you back from your own personal social media usage or not? It's so integrated. My, I, I just represent, I represent the work I'm doing with women in tech. And I'm, when I'm promoting that, that's coming from my heart. That's, Mm. you know, when, and when I'm, when I'm maintaining my own profiles, that isn't work. I'm sharing very authentically now. And this is the first time really I've given myself that gift. You know, I've, I've worked in different markets, London, Miami, San Francisco, LA, New York. And I got to a point in New York where, you know, I was living by myself in Manhattan. That was a big success metric for me. I was earning this nice fat salary, also a big success metric for me, but it got to a point of, am I having impact in the space that matters most to me. And now I know what my skill sets are. I have a strong network. Let me work on 
on what really makes me alive. So this is what I'm doing now. And and I've, I've realized that when you share in that way and when you let people in on your journey, those people who also light up on those topics will find you. I absolutely love it. I want everyone right now to go check out the Women in Tech channel, both on Snapchat and Instagram. Serena, should, is there anywhere else they should follow you or Women in Tech anywhere if they want to connect with you, if they're inspired? Oh, where do they go? Repeat where they go if they want to be featured as a Women in Tech, if there's somebody listening, because I'm sure there are. They can apply on womenintechsnap.com. There's an apply tab. But yes, if you simply follow Women in Tech on both Instagram and Snapchat, that's the best way to get involved with our community. Serena, thank you so much for being on the show today. You are an amazing social lady. Thank you so much for having me. This is wonderful. You've been listening to All the Social Ladies with Carrie Kerfin, CEO of Likeable Media. You can follow Carrie on Twitter, at Carrie Kerfin. To get current social media insights and great tips, sign up for Carrie's weekly newsletter by emailing newsletter at likeable.com. This podcast is brought to you by Likeable Media. Likeable Media produces and distributes content across the social web for mid to large size brands. Visit them at likeable.com.